We apologize for this brief interruption in the show. As many of you likely know, the Higher Standard Podcast is officially sponsored by Transcend Company. Transcend has been my longtime provider for both testosterone and peptide therapies, but they offer so much more. Whether you're interested in health, wellness, or longevity, it all begins with you getting your blood work done. A lab draw will help you get the numbers and establish your baseline. You can go to transcendcompany.com slash THSP. That's transcendcompany.com slash THSP. Or you can click the link in the show notes on any streaming platform and on YouTube. Fill out your information and one of the representatives will contact you to get your journey started today. Now back to the show. This is going to be an after Christmas episode, right? The first one? Yeah, we didn't close the curtains all the way. That's fine. I like to look at Arun's face shining and beaming through the window. You know what I, you know what I want? Huh? When we do set up the camera on him to have that TV on back there so we can see what he looks like. Because this wall is covering him. We can't see his like facial reactions. It's the best. All I get is hand gestures. And let me tell you, most of them are not positive. <laughs> That's all I get. They're not. There's one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it should be no surprise that you were listening to the number one financial literacy podcast in the world. The man sitting next to me, my partner in time, my co-alcoholic on this space ride to financial literacy, the one and only Said Omar. Oh, thank you, my brother. Sitting next to me on my left is my partner in crime, Chris Nahibi. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Mm. And the man behind the ones and twos who DJs with only one finger. But why? The one and only <laughs> DJ Arun, fresh off yet another round of PTO. That's not true. That's, that's a lie. He's back-to-back episodes. I guess we'll never know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> these episodes are coming out in all different orders these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back-to-back episodes, but then I'm gone for a week. We're doing rocket. We're yeah. doing rocket science over here trying to figure out this is episode. What? This is like two oh something, right? Yeah. Exactly. What about that one we recorded like six months ago? I yeah, I guess we probably shouldn't drop that one anymore, huh? <laughs> Happy belated Merry Christmas, everybody. Ooh, that's not the way that's said. No. Happy belated Christmas, maybe. Yeah. I don't think you belate. Merry, Merry Christmas to all of you. Yesterday, I don't know because this is coming out the day after. Fuck it. Happy holidays. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, I just had a thought. Did anybody give a fuck about Kwanzaa anymore? Bro, Kwanzaa, forget Kwanzaa. At least Kwanzaa was being taught. Eid was never taught in school. Eid was never taught in school, but when was the last time you heard anybody talk about Kwanzaa two, was big in the well, hold 90s. On, hold on, and there's two of them. It's like it's like stiffing them twice. There are two. Yeah. You want to explain that? No. Uh, it's, it's no, a whole lot. Uh, we, we don't want to drop off any listeners. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I, I was born around the culture, raised around the culture. I still don't understand it. Oh, you don't understand it? No. The whole New Year thing? I'll teach you after. It's not New Year. We're going to have this conversation, really? No, we're not going to have this conversation. Hey, Rune, you went to, like, Muslim school, right? <laughs> I did. It's Islamic school, first of all. Muslim school. <laughs> Muslim school. I don't know what y'all call it. You went to the same school. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what, what, is, uh, what exactly is the uh, aid supposed to represent? The aid? It's aid. Eid. 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 AIDS. What does AIDS represent again? Uh, one of them is after Ramadan. Yes. And then the other one is three months after, and it's just celebratory. It's before New Year's. Doesn't tell me what it No, it has a deeper meaning. It has a whole story behind it. Yeah. But I like how I'm talking about this with a glass. <laughs> a glass of what? A what? glass of uh, apple juice. I knew you were going to say apple juice. I knew it. I just knew that you were going to say something juvenile like Buffalo that. Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Buffalo Trace apple juice, that is. Right. Yeah. You know how many bartenders look at me all weird when I order, uh, like, I always order, like, a Manhattan mm. with Buffalo Trace? Oh, okay. But on the rocks, mm-hmm. and they're like, "That's such an old man's drink, though." It is, and you're people that, don't like you're that guy. It. Yeah, because I order like a, it, a whiskey drink. It's always bourbon served in, it. in like a weird glass, too. Like, oh yeah, class, 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 brother. It's got to have a stem. 
Has to. Daddy don't hold cups. Really? Hold the stem. No, I hate that shit. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. cannot spill. That's the problem. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you hold it? Yeah, you got to hold it like with two fingers like this. Yeah, it's not my thing. All right. Um. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, we got some stuff to talk about today, and I got to tell you, I'm um, I'm feeling really good about where the economy is going, and I'm also feeling really bad about it at the same time. Yeah, that's why we're drinking. We're celebrating, but also mourning. We're celebratory mourning. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in this lovely episode, sponsored by the one and only Transcend Companies, mm. uh, go to transcendcompany.com slash THSP. That's transcendcompany.com slash THSP. And uh, no better time than right now because, you know, at, next week after this episode drops, start of the new year. New year, new me. Oh, they have a whole like uh, 15% off of all their weight loss stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're getting the New Year's resolution, you want to lose some weight, you want a little bit of help. My wife actually just uh, ordered, uh, I think, Testafin or something like that. Mm-hmm. What does but that do? It, it's supposed to help with the belly fat. and uh, Direct, yeah. Directly t- towards the belly fat, huh? Yeah. Ironically, this is weird. It was actually developed as a peptide, which is proteins, uh, developed as a peptide specifically for, I guess, one of the medications for AIDS patients gives them, like, extra body fat or, like, retention of body fat in their stomach. Okay. And for some reason, this combination of peptide, at least that's what my early reading has indicated, Helps target reduction of belly fat specifically. Mm. Yeah, weird, right? Yeah. And my wife, who weighs all of like 120 pounds, is like, I need to lose like 10 pounds. I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, that is. What, what you do, cut off an arm? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, how, how does this work for you? Right. In any event, she's trying that. I'm trying that. And I'm also going to have, uh, I'm going to take some Mott-C. Mm. Boost that metabolism a little bit. You know what Got I mean? You. Okay. Or you just put on some muscle. Yeah, I don't think I think I'm past that. Yeah, I think I'm on the site right now. They offer gift cards as well. So if you don't need it, but you know someone that does need it, mm, or someone that is into their health journey, yeah, that must be a very really weird anomaly in your search. Like Christmas history. just passed, but it's okay. If you're late to the game, they'll appreciate you. Okay, we pimped that hard enough. I think we should. <laughs> we kind of slapped that one around a little bit, a little bit too long. Keep slapping it. I'm feeling kind of slutty. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. That's okay. Yeah. Mortgage rates could soon drop to 6.5%. The bond rally helps. Yeah, man. We'll talk about that. We saw, you see where the 10-year ended today? Uh, sub 4%, yeah. And I got to tell you, uh, we did call early, way before this whole market rally bullshit, uh, that 65 to 6.4%, we, we thought the market was going to bottom out. Yeah. I don't like to be the guy that says we're always right. Dude, so this is something that I've been really concerned about. But being always right? I, I, yes, because I don't. It's very difficult. I don't feel like we've uh, done a proper way of hashtagging our predictions so that we can keep track of them. If people say, because we're coming out and be like, we told you so. And what if somebody comes back to us to prove it? Plausible deniability. <laughs> you go find it. <laughs> Good luck. Episode I don't fucking recall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're being honest. Yeah. We did call We it. did call that. Yeah, we that did. That was true. Yep. I wouldn't make that up. I would not lie for clout that much. <laughs> <laughs> How's the, how the housing market slowdown is rippling through the economy in five charts. Mm. That's right. We're going charting, kids. Oh, let's go. It's a chart party. From the Wall Street Journal, right? From the Wall Street Journal, yeah. Then Nike sinks 10% after it slashes its sales outlook, unveils $2 billion in cost cuts, and Saeed read this. I actually saw the headline come across, and then Saeed actually read it because I don't read anymore. <laughs> Uh, and uh, he thought there were some interesting things that we could break down, especially because I'm on earnings calls, and you yes, know, and we we uh, were in the space, so we thought, okay, let's translate. Yeah, exactly. We'll go through the article and explain what some of the financial jargon means. Financial jargon. Yeah, yeah. We'll explain all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Is the U.S. in a silent depression? Economists weigh in on a viral TikTok theory. Well, if it came from TikTok, it's got to be real. I mean, this thing is spreading like wildfire right now. You know what? I think we are in a depression. Mm-hmm. I think we've been in depression. Yeah. But the data that they've been using in these uh, in these TikToks is, let's just say it's not accurate. The data they're using in TikToks. Yeah. Do we need to say more? I. But that's the problem. People are relying on this shit, man. That's the sad part. I don't understand some dude. So I was talking to the boys before the show started. This is just me and you, the listener. They're not here right now. And um, I, I have a quarrel with. I like Patrick Bet David. I do. PBD. Yeah, peanut butter and dill. I like him. Right. But um, I don't get it. You don't understand the hype. He sold his company for a lot of money. I respect that. Hundreds of millions, apparently. I think it was over 200 million, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's articulate. He's smart. Has he... Presents himself very well. Yeah, but he's 45. I'm 43, dude. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is... He's got good, strong family values. And a very aggressive set of eyebrows. So do you. Conviction, bro. You got those eyebrows. I know, I do, but mine don't look angry all the time. Okay, maybe they do. <laughs> I once had somebody say, like, why does this guy's eyebrows look like they belong to Jack Nicholson? <laughs> yeah. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that guy. Um, we got we to gotta talk about how often you practice these impressions, man. When I was younger, a lot. Yeah, now that I'm older, I just kind of sing the Temptations in the shower most of the time. Temptations? Yeah. All right. I got such a... Yeah, the whole one, you know. That's your thing? Yeah. All right. That's my, that's my go-to happy jam in the morning. I got yeah. sunshine. Yeah, if I'm going with DMX, it's going to be a bad day. That's a great... <laughs> <laughs> Those are usually board meetings. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about NASDAQ. Uh, drops Zoom in sign uh, that pandemic era darling trade is over. Yeah, that's basically Zoom got dropped off the NASDAQ 100 index. Yeah. Oh. Would you look at that? Yeah. Then we'll talk about Fed's Goolsby, uh, some Americans owning stock, and a little bit of buy now, pay later. Because we love talking about that. But you know what? We're going to cap this show off with two fucking spectacular reviews. Yeah, man. Because that's what happens when you leave a review. They're fucking spectacular. 100%. If they're five stars and honest. If they're honest, right? Where can you go? Whether that's on Apple or on Spotify. Make sure you leave us that honest five-star review. This is such a slutty start. It, it means a lot to the show. It does. It makes us all very, very happy, even though I shared it. And I, Odin didn't even comment. I know. He's been I, fucking big-dicking us. Honestly, that, that I was like, message. damn. Okay, don't respond to Chris is one thing. Don't respond to my reels is another thing. Don't respond about reviews. I was a little salty. Bro, he has been big-dicking us hard in the group. He responded today about some shit from last night. It was so old, I had to figure out what the fuck he was talking about. I went to sleep early last night. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out. You got two kids under the age of two. I went to sleep early last night. That's not a thing, bro. And how many, you woke up, well, how many times in the middle of the night? Um, once. Okay, what time was that? I don't know, two or three. Okay, you looked at your fucking phone at two or three, okay? <laughs> You're not worth responding to, Christopher. Let me tell you how this works, okay? It's addictive, all right? It's called a death scroll. It's infinite scroll. I just scroll to the bottom, you get more content. Mm. Okay, you don't have to click a button because that user interface, I click the button interface will stop you from going to the next page. So you're going on a doom scroll. Mm. And I know, for me, it's kittens. For you, it's probably food. I don't know. But whatever it is, is keeping you from responding to me. You know what it is, right? What? I think I cracked the code. Do well, tell. We're on the do not disturb list. Oh, he silenced it? That's oh, he silenced it. That's what he thread. did, right? 
Because that that's the only that that's the only reason why it explains it, right? If you silent a group thread and you just don't respond, like have the fucking balls to pull pull out. <laughs> huh. You're not silent. <laughs> You just check right now. Yeah. He's like, you're not silent. He's like, wait. He's like, I'm just ignoring your shit. That's all. <laughs> Even worse. Is there an audible <sighs> do not do not check like text message sound? Like I want to do like one of those AI voices that goes, do not check. <laughs> do not check. And I want that to be our group message yeah. like sound. Yeah, but go ahead over Apple or Spotify. Leave us an honest five-star review. And if you're on YouTube watching us. Make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and make sure you do all the moist, goody good stuff. Now, you know my wife also does not like that I do this. I don't like it either. <laughs> She's like, it's very cringe. Please it's stop. It's very cringe. <laughs> I do it because of you, though. It's cringe. It hurts. Yeah, I know. Every episode, I'm like, should I cut this shit out? Will he notice? Yes. Because I'm editing it. Like Sometimes I'm like, just like, fuck. Just cut it out. Moist. Moist. It's just a terrible thing. And the goody good thing. Just goody good. I got to be honest. It doesn't. Um, it does. It does it for me. My nipples do not get hard. Really? No. Well, if your nipples get hard, let us know in the comment section. It's <laughs> <laughs> been such a slutty start. Okay, you got you got to, you got to take the whore off. Okay, you got to, you got to turn that switch off. Okay, okay bring it back, bring it back, yeah, dial it back. We, we pimped out everything we possibly can. <laughs> All right. Before we get into the article, first one from uh, it's not Barons. Is it Barons? It might be Barons. Uh, PCE came in below expectations at 2%. I didn't put an article in there because I was busy today. I did put several eggplant emojis and a devil icon. Is this the headline figure? Uh, I believe PCE headline came in at 2%. Wow. That is uh, right in line with target number now expectations. We, but we do know that they like to look at the core inflation for PCE, mm -hmm. which is probably... It's going to be north of that, yeah. It's going to be north of that for sure, right? Because that that's when it removes... Food and energy. So um, I actually didn't see that article come through, so I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I, I had a couple calls with a couple of economists today, and that was brought up twice. So I know that's, that happened. Although, sure. oddly not reported on. I think the economy is in such like a holiday, like happy tailspin right now. Yeah, how are they not reporting on this? This is crazy. Because I think I think the whole like drama of inflation has kind of worn down. Mm. I don't think people, it's kind of like the Russia-Ukraine war. It's still happening. It's still a fucking problem. You think people, people start reporting on it? People are hearing about. Oh, here you go. I'm pulling it up here. The Fed's key inflation rate just hit two percent. S and P 500 rallies as rate cut odds grow. Oh, it's up to like seventy percent for March now. For March, yeah. So, um, and I, as far as the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, they've priced in six rate cuts. I know. Which next hurts year, me. it hurts. The Fed has come out and said only expect three. So this is more. That's, that's, here's a problem with a lot of these people. A lot of a lot of people, and a lot of the people who make these predictions, they don't believe the Fed. They they don't believe them. they haven't this whole time, right? Yeah, they think ah, he's full of shit. Yeah, yeah, he's full of shit. Remember, if you remember correctly, they had priced in two or three rate cuts this year, twenty twenty three, and those kept getting pushed out, pushed out, pushed out. So. It's not like just because they priced it in doesn't mean they're going to be right. Was that a TLC reference? Or salt and pepper? No, it wasn't. But it's only chosen one. Okay, just checking. Sometimes it happens organically. I get it. You know what I mean? Sometimes you got to creep. <laughs> that was forced. That was forced. Uh, mortgage rates could be headed to 6.5% soon based on the bond market rally ignited by dovish comments last week by the Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell. 
Now, this article is a bit older. It came out on December 19th. As we record this, it is December 21st. And I want to tell you how much this shit can change in a day. But before I get there, I'm going to finish out with some details, okay? The most recent survey from Freddie Mac showed, on average, 30-year fixed mortgage rate of 6.95% in the week ending December 14th. But these rates tend to lag changes in the bond market where mortgage rates effectively are set. And the bond market has been volatile, kids. Yields on 10-year treasuries and 30-year mortgage securities issued by Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are critical to mortgage rates since the bulk of the 30-year fixed rate loans originated in the United States end up packaged into mortgage-backed securities. Mm. That is a very, very big disconnect for a lot of realtors. So if you ever want to unpack something that explains why the Fed rate cuts are not as impactful to the bond market as realtors or real estate professionals some of them might think that's a great paragraph to memorize and recite right and actually you know rates since then actually i think actually you have it here in the next paragraph i, I do cut you off you, Go ahead. you were cutting me off yeah sorry steal that thunder that's fine no, no no i was stealing it you want to take the thunder from down under go ahead <laughs> no you got it it's all you, you. These securities are sold mainly to banks, issuers, uh, insurers, pension funds, and other institutional investors. Mortgage News Daily showed an average rate of 6.64% Tuesday for 30-year fixed-rate mortgages. Mm. Harley Bassman, managing partner at Simplify Asset Management and a mortgage securities expert, says 30-year mortgage rates could settle in about 6.5%. Assuming the 10-year treasury rate holds near 4%, it now yields 3.9%. Mm. A year ago, treasury, the 10-year yields were around current levels, and 30-year mortgage rates were about 6.4%, according to Freddie Mac. And I would like to point out, that is exactly why we said 6.4 to 6.5% several weeks ago on the show was we knew where the 10-year was about a year ago and what that meant for mortgage rates. Now, do I think this is the lowest we're going to see it? Yes. Do I think it's going to go up higher from here? Absolutely. We're going to yield curve inversion, kids. The short end of the curve right. is more expensive than the long end of the curve, which is just below 4%, as I had said earlier in the show. So expect more volatility. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be gumdrops and lollipops. It's not going to be big rainbows and values going up. The mortgage market is very fucking weird right now. I am I am concerned about uh, values and sales prices and where this actually ends up, right? Because some of the data came out um, earlier this week on existing home sales, right? And those were up. That was up actually 4% from a year ago today, marking the fifth straight month of year-over-year -year price increases. And mind you, this is typically the slowest quarter of the year. Which is a little scary, right? So something to keep in mind. Today, the 10-year Treasury note. This is the uh, most you know, sought-after Treasury note, mm -hmm. right? And that came in and closed the day at roughly around 3.9%. Yeah, 3.9 and some change. Yeah, yeah 3.9 and some change. If you ever kind of want to know where mortgage rates are going to go, you want to look at the 10-year. They're, they're tied. I track the 10-year throughout the day. I watch CNBC constantly throughout the day. It's on mm -hmm. a TV in my office. Yeah. And every single time that thing comes up, I'm watching whether it's ticking up or down. Right, because that'll give you a good insight into what's going to happen with mortgage rates. You can always add an additional 2 to 3% on top of that. Right, somewhere within that range, that's where mortgage rates ultimately lie. I mean, it's a rough projections for for sure. But what I like to think, look, what I like to think about when I look at this volatility up and down in, in the ten year, mm -hmm. I like to think, okay, what's the market thinking? 
Because yes. the 10-year is probably your best indicator of what the market's thinking. Now, mm-hmm. don't expect mortgage rates to drop necessarily with the 10-year. Mm-hmm. At some point in time, that 10-year is going to have to rise no matter what we're doing in the economy just got to this inversion. That's going to push mortgage rates up. But more importantly, what I think it's it's signaling is we're still very confident in the near term, but we're very not confident in the long term. Yes, exactly. And because of that, you've got to be very, very careful about how you invest. Are you investing for the long term right now or are you investing for the short term? Right. And I'm get, actually getting a lot of questions on this, um, even, even some family members who have reached out to me and have asked, like, there's... People are starting to believe, okay, wait, rates have come down now to 6.5%. Okay, they've heard us say that values are projected to come down an additional 10 to 15%, some type of correction, right? But ultimately, will it continue to go up from there, and how soon thereafter will it, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are questioning is, wait, should we just jump back in now and buy? And people are starting to believe that rhetoric of, that's what's going to happen. I don't think they should. I mean, it, well, so here, great. Take this with a grain of salt. Mm. Um, it's always a good time to buy if you need it and you can afford it. Over the period of decades, home ownership will generally provide you equity. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say I think we're walking into or already in a very challenging time for what comes next in asset valuations, the stock market, home values. And a great example of that is just this past week. Past week had a huge lift in the stock market. And literally in four hours in one day, I think it was yesterday, mm-hmm. that entire valuation, $600 billion, evaporated in four hours. Wow. It took away every bit of gain that we had the entire week in four hours. That's how volatile things are right now. So we haven't seen the volatility in the housing market yet. It's been, you know... A, we're going to keep values high. And, of course, everybody in the real estate space will cite su- supply and demand. But I don't think that's going to hold true. Right. And I think the early warning sign the canary in the coal mine has been Austin and San Jose, areas where we've seen valuation declines with no new inventory coming online just because it's so goddamn expensive. Yes, exactly. Um, now, but the, the problem with that, though, is I think we talked about a 4% year-over-year rise in existing right home sales, right? <clears throat> Now, if, if it's up somewhere, that means and it's, it's down where we're citing, but it's up somewhere else. I mean, they're averaging out and it's still up somewhere else. How does this impact people who are priced out of the market right now and they can't afford it, right? This is how it impacts you. It impacts the rent that you're going to pay, right? So if people are buying homes, right, what will it cost them to ultimately rent out that place? It's ultimately what impacts inflation, right? Keep in mind, if you're in the state of California, Sure, there's rent control now across the state of California for multifamily for apartment units, but there isn't rent control on single-family rent, right? So if you're looking to rent a home, you're looking to rent a condo. I have a lot of, uh, you know, family friends that, you know, are uh, friends with my kids that go to the same school as my kids, and they move to our area because, and they're renting there because of the school district. Yeah. So if you're priced out of the market and let's say you're starting starting a family and you want to get your kid into the right school district— this data is important to you because it ultimately will impact how much rent you're going to pay in those given areas. I know a lot of people who are renting now, just, just moving to rent, and they're going to wait. Yeah. And I think that's probably a good bet, given where rents are. If you're concerned about cash flow as your primary function, not your net worth, mm-hmm. then renting is a smart move for right now. Yeah. It, it's just cheaper than buying. Uh, the next article kind of sums a lot of this up in, in kind of the, um, I would say, the bipolarness of the market, if you will, Wall yeah. Street Journal. Okay. 
how the housing market slowdown is rippling through the economy in five charts. So higher interest rates from the Federal Reserve caused the housing market to seize up this year, and that is now having spillover effects for hardware stores, furniture sellers, and construction firms. Mm. Sales of existing homes fell to a 13-year low in October. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal estimate that a report, uh, I'm sorry, Estimate that a report Wednesday from the National Association of Realtors will show sales fell. Uh, sales fell again. God damn it! Will I can't? Sorry, <laughs> yeah. bigger. I got it. I got it for you. Wednesday from the National Association of Realtors will show sales fell again it's, in the November. The grammar is fucked up. Okay, no. that's not my fault. In a positive sign, home construction activity rose last month after mostly trending lower since early 2022, according to the Commerce Department. Here's how the recent sluggish housing market has taken a toll. Okay, on, Harriet Tory, your writing on, sucks balls. On workers and businesses that rely on related spending. It was an illogical sentence, okay? Yeah. The, the National Association, we're going to estimate that they're going to do this in a future thing. What the fuck? Bro, you've been drinking too much. Come on. Yeah, probably true. Well, there's five charts here. Let's get into it. They're all nasty. Mm. First one, chart number one, retail sales at furniture and home improvement stores change from one year earlier. And I got to tell you, uh, if you're going below zero, <laughs> generally not a good idea. Yeah. I don't care. You don't have to be a chart expert. But look, it's, start, it's showing at the tail end of this. It's starting it started to pick back up again. It is starting to pick back up again. Well, right. Uh, and, you know, that, that's all well and good. But then go to the next chart. Employment in select industries changed from a year earlier. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, starting to pick back up, but kind of level out. Uh, negative five is kind of your number here. Yeah. Furniture home, uh, and furniture and home furnishings, retailers, building materials, garden equipment, and supplies, dealers, and electronics and appliance retailers. That's that's this is the thing, right? When the Fed raises their Fed funds rate, and it immediately impacts these interest rate sensitive industries like you know financial, you know finance companies and lenders and banks and yeah. right. There's rippling effects, and this is these are the other industries that it impacts. Oh, yeah. Right? So, but all these things will affect other industries. It, it's yes, we called it um, probably in the first quarter of this year that it was going to be an earnings, a rolling earnings recession. Yeah, and that is in fact what we are seeing. And what was that exactly again? A rolling earnings recession is basically you're going to have a recessionary economy, but not in every sector at the same time, which is probably more common than not. Instead. One sector will roll and impact another sector, and that sector will roll and impact another sector. It started off with the finance industry. Um, certainly hit the mortgage lenders and brokers first, rolled into the banking sector. And now we're seeing other sectors like retail yes. impacted by the pullback in consumer discretionary spending. You're seeing it certainly as it relates to homes and furniture, suppliers, electronic, you know, electronics and right. appliance retailers. I mean, it's it's a it's a big rolling change and problem. And I do think we will see some impact this holiday as well. Especially because in this in the real estate sector, right, that in and of itself is a lagging indicator. Big time. Right? At Big, least six months. Yeah. And by that, you mean the impacts of the Fed raising their interest rates. There's a huge, long lag effect that takes place beforehand. So once that hits, then it, it takes time for the other lag effects to, to hit. Moving on, employment in select industries changed from a year earlier. Services to buildings and dwellings and real estate. Uh, Rune, if you could scroll down one more chart there. Or are you having on the left? Oh, that's cute. He's double charting me. <laughs> no, I didn't like the ones on the right. It's not going to come out good in the video. 
Oh, okay. See, he knows. He already. There you go. I mean, this is this is the new Doug that we've been looking I'm for. I'm not going to say you're Jamie yet, but you're getting there. New Doug. New Doug. Old Jamie. Hello, yeah. new Doug. Have you heard the story about how Joe Rogan and Jamie met? I have not. Jamie uh, lived in Ohio and just pinged him. Was like, yeah, I'd, love to, I'd like to help you out. I could I could make some changes could, for you. I can make this better. Yeah. And he flew him out. They had a conversation, and he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna hire that dude. Yeah. And he hired him. And he just stayed in California. He's in Boston and went to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he's a huge golfer. Who is? Jamie. Really? Yeah. Would not have called that. And basketball player. Apparently, he's got a wicked jump shot. I wouldn't know what that is anymore. You've never had one. You wouldn't anymore? Oh. You, didn't, you were not a jump shot guy, Chris. You were purely athleticism. That was it. That's not true. That's all. That's not true. Come on. I had a great three point shot. Great. How dare you? That, stop it. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Just because you led the under six one and under league now listen, <laughs> in scoring one laughing? year, I don't appreciate that he's laughing from outside. Because <laughs> even he's taller than you. <laughs> even he. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we lined up from tallest to shortest, you would be on the shortest one. God damn, man! Why? It's, it's just, it's just what it is. Yeah, I don't make the rules, bro. Would you give up your height for a full set of hair? Yep. Really? Yeah. You would trade places with me with with a, for a full set of hair? Yeah. Holy shit! I would not. I would, why? I would take the height. Why? What do you mean, why? Bro, I'm it, the thing, this fallacy of height being like valuable is. First of all, you can fucking buy pants at normal stores. No, every 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 pair of pants I buy have to be hemmed. Every single one. That's I can never buy off the rack. Listen, fucker, you can hem pants that have extra material up. You can't fucking add material to pants that are too short. Get your shit custom, dog. Uh, that's what I have to do. It's fucking the the worst. I walk into a Nike store. I'm like, yeah, but some tall. They're like. Yeah, we don't sell that shit in the we store. We don't sell freak sizes in the store. <laughs> we sell that online, and it's only select pieces. So the shit that you want is probably not going to be an extra long fucking freak ass size. Maybe if they did, they wouldn't have experienced a ten percent cut today. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, no, pace yourself. I know, pace yourself. Uh. Yeah, say <laughs> gonna give it to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, being tall is not what it's all cracked up to be. Try getting it. You know how many times I drive a car and fucking whack myself in the knee when I turn the wheel? Come on, man. That's it's a, a problem, that's not, dude. That's not a thing. I've, you ever try getting into so a Lambo? So why are you building a Datsun? You ever try getting into a Lambo? Wait, why are you building a Datsun? Okay, so the Datsun seat has been removed, and I had custom frames built very far back. You can see my head in the back windows of this four-door vehicle. Oh, no one's sitting while behind I drive. you? No, you can't. No, there's, I removed the back seat, and it's all like... So yep. you just eliminated the possibility of having a second child? No. Yes, you did. Not at all. No, no, no. no where no, can no. they sit? Okay, the BMW has. Oh, no, but no, seats. we're talking about the Datsun, though. Okay, it's very selfish of you. No, the the Datsun has a passenger seat, but I would not advise driving in it. <laughs> Why? I, that would be ill advised, huh? Why is that? That's a race car, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are you can take it on the track. It's fucking track ready. No, but are you gonna take it on the track? That was the plan back in the day, but uh, I mean, it's got a full fuel cell, fuel cell in the back. I mean, it's. Got a whole five-point harness. It's got the roll cage. Where is there a track bias that you can take it to? Thermal. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. know what that means, but I'll accept it. It's, it's, you know, it's a place where you have, like, a private condo on the track. It's pretty dope. What? Where is it? In Thermal. That Okay. I've never... This, Obviously. This is, oh, didn't pull this up. I, it's... Uh, look up the Thermal Race Club. Thermal Race Club? Yeah. Check, and tell me the price of the membership. <laughs> uh, the Thermal Club. The Thermal Club. Where is this at? Yeah, it's oh, not... in Riverside County. Gang, gang. You know, you know, we got family out there now. Let's go. So, um, 
So if you look at the track here, check this out. This is an actual racetrack, but you can actually buy condos on the track. The condos are millions of dollars. There's, there's nothing else out there. But that'd be loud and annoying, wouldn't it? Well, no, you can't live there. It's just like you basically have like a man cave and like your car is there. Oh, that's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> that is pretty dope. Now, some people do like spend the night there, like, you know, hush hush under, under the table. But yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I would. But you go out there and it's basically like a private club. It's like a whole like gated community thing with a racetrack on it. And people have like fucking high end exotics out there. They just fucking do laps on the track. Look at that shit. Wow. Have you ever driven on a racetrack before? I've driven on this racetrack. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you drive? Dotson. Your Dotson? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool, man. You got to take me out there. I want to see this. It's pretty badass. We, we, uh, we got to do a vlog series. We should get there after the, after the dyno. They had a whole vintage car thing. Check, check this out. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll bring some meta glasses and record the whole thing. <laughs> it's still a sensitive topic, dude. <laughs> I can't believe you had the opportunity to get me a pair of those and at a discount. And then you text me saying, hey, I'm going to get you a pair of these. At a I discount. said I was going to get us both a pair. So it's not no, like. No, you didn't say I didn't, both. You I didn't said, walk, I'm going to sacrifice me I didn't for you. I didn't walk away with one. You don't, didn't say both. You said you were going to sacrifice well, I was gonna, for me. I, I was going to get one, too. Obviously, so we could do behind the scenes action. <laughs> and then you fucked me on it. No, that's not true, that, man. Did I have, do I have glasses? Do I have glasses? You don't wear glasses. But I would, though. No, you wouldn't. They're pretty dope. You, have, you know they have a new AI feature now? Yeah, you told me. Yeah. Where you can ask what they're looking at, like so, um, uh, MKBD, whatever his name is. They're not. It's not like augmented reality, though, right? No, it's, no, no, it's... no, no, no. So he looked. He's looking at a plant. and He goes, uh, "How do I save this plant from dying?" And it tells him what kind of plant it is. What? And it tells him how to like take care of it better because it, it can visually tell. If you're, if you're getting a text message from uh, somebody recently in series on your phone, if you have like AirPods in, mm. it'll actually tell you what the image is that they sent you. Because oh. the same way you're using AI and ChatGPT to create images yeah. with Dolly, yeah. which is text to image, they can do image to text. And it's actually easier for, for that. So it, it's wild, man. We're walking into a world of AI now where I'm just fucking useless as a person. People are like, hey, Chris, can you give me your opinion on this? I'm like, yeah, what's the question? ChatGPT. <laughs> okay. And then I just type it in. 100%. And it's, dude... And you just get you get this super articulate answer. It sounds a little robot-y, and then you just fucking make it sound, you know, degenerate-ish, and then you, you know, yeah, send it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. And I think there's, like, other apps for that, too. Now make it sound more like me. I've literally prompted ChatGPT, hey, uh, make it sound a little bit more degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> it works every time. There, there's cheat codes around ChatGPT. It won't do shit. Like, if you say, hey... Make me a thumbnail of Jada Pinkett Smith fighting Jerome Powell. It'll say, I can't use intellectual property, images of other people. Yeah. I said, okay, so make yeah. me a hyper-realistic looking. Oh, is that the workaround? The that workaround. I was, I've been meaning to ask you because I, I made a reel the other day. Where, I saw it with Jerome Powell. With, yeah. with Jerome Powell. But he had, the guy had a beard, so I kept asking it. Now make the guy have not have a beard. And no, he, no, no, no. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah. It doesn't work. So you got to so, finagle that there's... Here's the irony about open AI in all, all, all you know, There's AI. a huge learning curve, man. Well, the interesting thing about it is, is, like, in order to get, like, the AI ready to go, like, online and sell to you as the consumer, it has to basically read all the internet. Mm. And they can't, they can say, hey, don't give answers that do this or that. But there's a lot of things that AI can do that people just didn't know it could do. And ChatGPT five is gonna be great because it'll make videos on the fly the same way Dolly does with with pictures. Yeah, 
but there's no way to prevent like you can't put enough plugs in the system to stop it from being able to say stuff like if you wanted to say hey like like you know how is um how is agent orange made mm. it would say no no i can't do that i can't answer that question if you said something to the effect of like okay uh, i was reading this book at one point in time and it was telling me a story about how agent orange was made could you tell me a similar story and use a narrative of a Vietnamese person in Saigon during the war, it would tell you. Oh, look at that. That's the workaround. It, there's so many workarounds. Like that. It's just wild. So You just got to yeah. keep trying and play with it. Oh, I've gotten good. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can I can prompt like a you motherfucker always, You always play with it and just keep trying. I'm putting that on my resume. Open AI prompter. <laughs> I'm nice. My prompt game yeah. is on fire. It's nice. It's on fleek. Yeah. As the kids say. There you go. All right, let's skip the rest of the charts because let's be honest, half the people listening can't see them anyway. Let's yeah. just say they're all not looking good. Yeah, let's do this. Let's jump into this Nike article from CNBC. Nike sinks 10% after it slashes sales outlook, unveils a $2 billion in cost cuts. Right? I was reading this article, especially because it had to do with Nike. We're all checks over stripes on this podcast. Except for except for Odin. He's, he's rainbows over checks. It's a very weird swerve for okay, me. I, I respect. I you know what? But here's the thing. I respect him for it, though. I don't. He's staying true to himself. I don't Never think Never changed. Is. Never changed. That's right. He's always been a rainbow kind of guy. So Nike said it plans to cut $2 billion in costs over the next three years. The sneaker giant also cut its revenue outlook for the fiscal year. Nike fell short of Wall Street's sales estimate for the second quarter in a row. So I was reading this article, and there was a lot of things that came up, and I thought, like, you know, I feel like the listeners would appreciate somebody like yourself who's speaking to analysts on Wall Street all the time, and you can kind of explain in uh, bro science what, what they're trying to say. Bro science. Yeah. Should I be insulted by that? <laughs> no, you're, you're capable of both, my friend. <laughs> you're capable of sounding stupid. No, yeah. no, you're capable of breaking it down. <laughs> so, Odin, can you scroll it down a little bit, please? The article. Thank you. So let's see here. The stock fell about 10% after hours. Nike shares were up 4.7% so far this year through Thursday's close, lagging far behind the S&P 500 gains for the year. Retailer Foot Locker, which has leaned heavily on Nike products, fell about 7% after hours. The first thing when I read this was like, people might be wondering, how does a stock fall after hours? How is that a thing? Yeah, after hours trading. So just because you... The market closes doesn't mean you can't trade things. You're just trading after hours, basically, in, in what you think the market will open in at, and you trade effectively the same way. I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference there. Mm. Uh, and it gives you a sentiment of what you might expect the next day. So if it's trading down after hours. So people can actually trade stocks after the market closes. Yes. Yeah. You can. And I'm watering down a little bit of the nuance, but effectively, if you log into Yahoo, it'll show you after hours trading activity. Mm-hmm. And if it's trending down, you can pretty much expect that it's likely to open down. Now, there's some risk in that. It's kind of like gambling because something comes out news-wise between when the market closes the next day, mm -hmm. then, you know, it could trade up. Or there's some other, you know, tertiary economic data which maybe changes the the, the trajectory of the stock. Mm -hmm. Basically, what Nike has said here is that, look, we're not hitting our sales targets. And and the analysts on Wall Streets have, have made projections of where they think they're going to be, and they're saying we're going to fall short of that. Right. We're not going to make as much money as you think we are. And despite what most people think, a publicly traded company is very difficult because they, they, the market, the secondary market, Wall Street, people who buy and sell your stock, expect you to do 
incrementally better every quarter and every year. Yeah, they don't they don't really care what's going on, right, with everything else. Run your business, adapt. Okay, mm -hmm. if you're selling less product, raise the prices on the product that you're selling. If you can't do that, cut expenses. Mm -hmm. We don't care. Keep the profits up. And keep in mind, a lot of these companies will also pay dividends, which come from the profits that they're taking in. Right. So in order for them to declare a dividend and pay it, right, they got to have profits, and they got to have profits above their operating expenses and above what they're going to need for retained earnings. Right. Earnings are going to keep the company for the war chest, if you will. So yeah, Nike's saying basically we're selling less than you thought we were, less than the guidance that we've given, and we're going to tell you, hey, expect changes. Right. And because of that, secondary, tertiary impacts from that are being felt in the market. You know, Foot Locker being a great example. Foot Locker sells a lot of Nike shoes. Their stock traded down. Right. And they're also considered an industry leader. Yeah. Right? So if Nike's hurting, then it's you got to start raising your eyebrow to other companies and say, oh, yeah. wait a minute, what the hell is going to go on with all these other companies? Anybody who's publicly traded that has a shoe reseller outlook mm -hmm. is probably going to be trading down at the same time because people are going, okay, shit. Yeah. If Nike's saying, hey, we're not going to get all of our orders out there, you got to start thinking about everybody else going, okay, they're not going right. to they're not going to sell as many either. Right. All right. So to piggyback on that a conversation you just had about guidance, right? Um, they have the finance chief over there, Matthew Friend. What a name. Yeah, he's balling is what he's doing. Honestly, right this guy was destined for greatness. Friend? Hello, I'm Mr. Friend. Nice to meet you. What the hell? Can you, why wasn't I Tell born? me your real name, friend. <laughs> Come on, guy. Wow. Guy, friend, really? I mean, you doing that now? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Finance Chief Matthew Friend said on a call with analysts last quarter, as I provided guidance, I highlighted a number of risks in our operating environment. I said there were <laughs> problems looming. Okay, I told y'all this was going to happen, and I told you these bitches were weak, <laughs> including the effects of a stronger U.S. dollar on foreign currency translation, consumer demand over the holiday season, and our second half wholesale order books. Looking forward, the impact of these risks is becoming clearer. So we told you there's the possibility that there were going to be some impacts to our business on the horizon. We had hoped that that wasn't going to happen, but it appears very clearly to me now that it is going to happen. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is we're not going to sell as much shit as you thought we were. Right. So part of some something that i don't think that a lot of people also understand is these analysts on wall street when they give their projections of companies and what they're going to do based on the guidance that the company gives mm -hmm. right they can not only can they they do a lot they change their projections constantly constantly right yeah. right cuz they'll revise them up revise them down if something happens if if um they're a bank and the fed uh, you know opinions change that's going to change the analyst perspective if they think rate cuts are going to happen then that means some banks are going to be more profitable in the mm -hmm. near in the near term versus the long term a lot of people trust their their judgment right they trust their judgment the analyst and there's usually a couple analysts who cover you know big companies like this right mm -hmm. and they spend all their time in these companies getting to know every single part that they can of the way the company works yes uh for mid caps it's generally one person will cover several companies and for like small caps a it's one person will cover a lot of companies right? because it's just less technical and less less big in size and less, you know, cost centers and all the fun business aspects come along with being larger. But what I will say is if you take the stock market to its core, it's basically just a discounted cash flow analysis. If you think companies are going to make more money, the stock price goes up. If you think companies are going to make less money, stock price goes down. Yeah. 
And if you think the company has potential to make money in the future, like Tesla, stock price goes up. You think it has no potential or maybe slowing potential, the stock price goes down. Right. That's all the stock market is when you boil it down. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. The red, the green, all the data, the bullshit in between. It's all just saying they're going to make more money or less money. That's all it is. Right. And what he's saying here is we're going to make less money because these environmental factors are going to be a problem for us. Right. And why it's kind of important to read. I mean, these analysts are often wrong. Okay. In their their projections, their initial projections. Yeah. And they, that's why they're constantly changing them. Right. A big reason how or big reason why I got into reading some analysts early on is the first investing book that I ever read was uh, Rule Number One, right, by Phil Town. And the, what he, one of the first things that he said to do was, uh, you know, if you're just dabbling into the market, I mean, we say now long-term index funds, ETFs, right? Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to go into a company, try to get into a company that you think you understand its operations, right? And when I sat there and I thought, I'm like, man, I don't really understand any operations, really. I mean, I, I like Nike, right? But I don't know how they operate. So I got into reading a lot of these analysts because they break down what, in fact, they actually do. Mm, yeah. It's interesting when you start getting into some of these companies that you might be fascinated with. When you, There's so much more political influence, geopolitical influence, and I mean, global economics. Mm-hmm and foreign trade that that really impacts these businesses when they get to a certain apple right google these these are international companies dealing with international problems a great example is apple's now pulling off their apple watches of the market because yeah we you know we you and i have rare time pieces now let's go man fuck all y'all rolex collectors i know y'all try to talk shit these things are right here gonna be valuable soon That's just wait I'm saying yeah and they they tell me my heart rate honestly though they kind of deserve it piece of shit trying to release that ultra two so soon on us that was kind of a dick move that was a huge dick move by tim cook yeah tim cook's like fuck you guys better than this tim timmy <laughs> come on timmy make this thing valuable don't water that shit down i know gotta make karma come kick you right in the dick right deserved every bit of that stevie wouldn't have done that he would not have done that would not have made you wonder it would have been like too soon <laughs> wow double <laughs> entendre well done I'm sir here, bro good job <laughs> twisting tongues <laughs> <laughs> Arun's got no no laughing in the night. Are you okay back there? No, you alive? Yeah, I'm good. That uh, fuck you. Yeah, honestly, Why, energy levels are low. Did you finish your drink? Yeah. Um, got one sip left. It's watered down now. Okay, get your chubby ass in here. Get another drink. What do you want? Well, you didn't get another drink. I'll get another drink still too. Babysitting. Yeah, he is still babysitting. <laughs> Come on in here. Get a, get a drink. What do you want? You want yeah. some reposado? Come on, man. This is this is day after Christmas. We could do this. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Honestly, get in here. Honestly, I didn't get enough love. Get on this, camera. Come on. This Come sweatshirt. On. Oh hell no! I didn't uh, know. Come on, man! I did this. The I sweatshirt this. is very holiday. I did that the, for the you. Jordan holidays. Like, did you really actually have this? It was like no, a, I bought it. No shit, you bought it. No, for this Thank holiday you. season. You, you bought it for this holiday. For season? this episode. For, you, no, you did not. I did not. That's a lie. Yeah, Why did I lie? Not. I don't know why I did that. You just did that for no reason. I don't know why I did that. Odin, yeah. what do you want, bro? I don't know what he's doing over there. Get him Let's the go. Woodford. Basil Hayden. Professor gave that to us. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the professor. It's been a long time we talked to him. Arun, are you uh, coming in here via fucking like USPS or what? Like, what the he's, fuck? He's hobbling over. Yeah, he, 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 he's like he doesn't want to be on camera. Now. Look, at yeah. he put his <laughs> hey, he put his flannel on. <laughs> you don't want to come here with your titties out like you were out there. I got you. I got yeah, you. Yeah, fun fact for those of you yeah, listening, Arun actually records the show with no shirt on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Just leave it there. I'm gonna pour some in a minute too. Anyway. All right. So that was good. For, I'm sure the listeners appreciate Jeez, that. Maybe he'll actually have some fucking like optimism now. Fuck. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. So what he, what finance chief Matthew Friend said. Did I read that portion already? I did. 
Um, so as part of its plan, as part of its plan to cut costs, Nike said it's looking to simplify its product assortment, increase automation and its use of technology, streamline the overall organization by reducing management layers and leverage its scale to, quote unquote, drive greater efficiency. It plans to reinvest the savings it gets from those initiatives into fueling future growth accelerating innovation and drive long-term profitability. What the fuck, dude? You, why can't you just talk to a normal person? Like, why is he talking like this? Because he has to say it that way. Because if he said what he really was saying in tell plain what, English. Tell me what is he really saying. People are going to be like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, cause for concern. Yeah. All right. So we're making less money, kids. All right. All right? Look, that's a bitch. So we got a couple options. We can charge more for our shit, but people aren't buying it at the current prices. So we're going to have to cut costs somewhere, and that means you. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have some reductions in force. And So why is he attacking what, reducing management layers? Yeah. Little fun thing. Carl Icahn. Okay. okay. Gangster. Gangster activist investor. Mm -hmm. Some people hate him. Some people love him. Say what you will. He was notorious for going into large companies like Pan Am when he had this activist takeover, and he would say, hey, uh, middle management, what the fuck is it that you do? Right. Oh, I'm the guy who takes the thing to the person for the thing for the person. I make sure that they do the things that they say they're going to do. Yeah, and he's like, why do I need you? If the other person can do the thing and you're just taking it to them, why do I? Why don't I just give the person the thing? Well, well I think we should backtrack a little bit because— I feel like we shouldn't. No? No. I don't feel like people understand what, how, what, how, why or how an activist shareholder could even do this. Uh, well, that's a whole different conversation for a different podcast, but— Effectively speaking, he would come in as a shareholder, however big or small, mm. and he would try to leverage his ownership in the company, usually bigger ownership gets more leverage, to say, hey, you, management, have a fiduciary duty to me. You, board of directors, have a fiduciary duty to me. I don't like the way you're being run. Mm -hmm. I want to be put on your board, and I'm going to submit myself on the proxy statement or my my representative is in proxy. And whatever. he could do this because he owns so much of the company via stock. There's several different avenues. You don't have, you can own one share of stock and technically do this. If you're respected, you just investor. got a whole shit ton more leverage when you own more. Yeah. And the idea is most active invest, invest investors, that's all folks. Uh, most activist investors own more because they want to make more profit when they flip this thing. Makes sense. Right. They want to get the stock price up or sell the company, some M&A activity. And almost all of them are trying to get in the M&A activity route because they get a multiple on payout. Mm -hmm. Right. It's one and a half times your tangible book value, which is usually more than he paid for it. Got it. Or she paid for it, for that matter. Yeah. But basically what they're saying here is what we've been talking about for a long time. It's it's a rolling recession, right? And now it's affecting consumer spending. Nike is largely a consumer spending luxury product. Yes. It's not a I need product. It's an I want product, and right. they're hurting. So using AI will allow them to eliminate positions. Mm. So we're starting to see cracks in that. Middle management will allow them to you know eliminate these unnecessary positions. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a senior vice president, director of fulfillment. Yeah. But I can rely on the guy in the mailroom. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think also what he says here at the end with it plans to reinvest the savings it gets – from those initiatives into fueling future growth, like whatever money we save from doing all this stuff, we're gonna we're gonna do good with it. Like, or better yet, we're not just gonna take that money and stop growing. We're gonna use this proactively save this money to invest in other growth vehicles. Mm. Translated loosely, okay, you have to watch that. that that's an interesting thing. We're not gonna do this and make a shit ton more money. Got it. 
we're going to be more efficient Ah. and efficiency ratios are something that's tracked through all companies. And it really comes down to how much, how tight are we on spending? Right. And I think one of the ways they track that with a company like this is, you know, checking their inventory levels. Yes. And efficiency ratios are a byproduct of revenue. So if revenue is high, efficiency is usually better. If revenue is low, efficiency goes to shit. Yeah. So if their revenue is coming down, they're saying, hey, we know we got to try to be more efficient. Got you. Because he's speaking to the analyst. He's not speaking to you, the investor. Yeah. All right. So further on in this article, they say, as we look at, I think this is also from our friend, uh, finance chief, Matthew Friend. As we look (laughs) ahead to a softer second half revenue outlook, we remain focused on strong gross margin execution and disciplined cost management, Friend said in a press release. The plan will cost the company between 400 to 450 million in pre-tax restructuring charges that will largely come to fruition in Nike's current quarter. These costs are mostly related to employee severance costs. I mean, that says it all right there, kids. We're going to let these people off. We're going to give them severance because we're not the devil. But um, And uh, that's a lot of money to save, by the way. That, that's a lot of cuts. Well, the, the, plan, the plan will cost the company. I mean, doing this and executing this apparently will cost them 400 to $450 million. Yeah, they're going to lay off a lot of people, dude. Yeah, so, I mean, it's also releasing figures like that less people know. Like, look, it's going to cost us money, so you can't expect a quick turnaround right away, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, it, look, it, it is going to be a restructuring effort. It's going to be a slow, painful bleed. And people who did listen to their earnings call, and not a lot of people in companies actually listen to their earnings call, there are some that do. And that some that do... Well, now I've told people, shit, we heard this in the earnings call. Yeah. And then reporters will start picking this stuff up, and analysts start picking this stuff up, and they'll start saying, shit, we heard this in the earnings call. And then the rumor mill, the gossip mill, starts spinning internally. So as the CFO of the company, as the CEO of the company, as chief operating officer of the company, somebody who's really culture-focused should be delivering a message internally in and around the same time that this call happened so that you don't tip off the market before the call. Mm-hmm. But you address the rumors that are going to happen after the call to where you try to settle the nerves and say, hey, look, those of you who will be laid off will be notified. Here's what you can expect. You know, obviously it's the holidays, blah, 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 and then whatever your pitch is afterwards. So why does – oh, go ahead, Odin. Sorry. Sorry, question for you, Chris. And this is um, – I've never been on an earnings call before, so I don't know. But is there a Q&A at the end? Like do analysts yes, or shareholders is, yeah. ask questions? Okay. There is a Q&A at the end. Now – What's interesting to see is you'll find that the guys who cover the company mm. are generally the ones who get the the priority on the airtime for Q and A. Yeah, uh, and their names you know. It's really really hard if you're like the if you're on an earnest call and you're chief operating officer, chief you know executive officer, whatever you might be, to just open it up to some random ass person that calls in because you don't know what that question might be. And there's a lot of crazies out there. I mean, I don't mean to, you know. I don't mean to downplay uh, the severity and the value of people's contributions here, but generally speaking, the analysts who cover you and the names you know are going to ask you more appropriate questions so that they can do their job. And it isn't like this big, you know, clusterfuck of a call where it's just like an open session. Now, I will say companies like Berkshire Hathaway mm. will have their annual shareholder meeting and they'll do a Q&A and something like that. Yes. And that's fantastic. If you have the opportunity as a shareholder to go to an annual shareholder meeting, of any company that, that's large like this, I recommend you go. Uh, smaller, mid, small cap, mid cap. Not a lot of people go in most cases, in my experience. But the large cap, everybody goes. Yeah. Oh, really? And I think you get a lot more Q and A in those shareholder meetings that's happening annually. It's also the time where like the the board is is elected again and reelected. So 
I think those are a lot more valuable personally for that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's where the Berkshire Hathaway, the real questions come from, from Munger and, you know, at least may you rest in peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Warren, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, each share of those costs, what does it cost? Like 400, 500 grand? It's a lot. Yeah, it's more than you and I can afford. <laughs> Ferrari. Not that, they literally have a class A, class B. Like, yeah. for people like us. Peasants and wealthy. <laughs> and the peasants are still more than we can afford. And by, uh, by the way, class B, y- y'all ain't invited. You get no voting rights. Yeah. You can just watch while we party. <laughs> How does it make you feel? You yeah. know what we're doing over here is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're not uh, peanut butter and dill, but we're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And lastly, to, to wrap this up, earlier this month, the Oregonian reported that Nike had been quietly laying off employees over the past several weeks and had signaled that it was planning for a broader restructuring. A series of divisions saw cuts, including recruitment, sourcing, brand engineering, human resources, and innovation that uh, the outlet reported. Now, nothing to break down there, really, but... So a local periodical caught wind of this because they started layoffs ahead of this call, Mm -hmm. which is smart, right? Uh, The problem is if you do it too soon, the last thing you want to do is publicize that you're doing these things. So if you put two and two together here, what you can what you can sense is is the local periodical picked up that people had been laid off. Mm-hmm. They've done some due diligence and, and figured out that it was significant enough to report on. Mm-hmm. It was an actual reduction in force. And that coincides with the earnings call where they said they're going to do these things. Now, if you notice that in the earnings call, they didn't specifically say when or if it had been done or not yeah. already. Yeah. Um, I don't like it when they do this. I think they should be a lot more specific. Yes. We have done this. We plan on doing that. Uh, but the news travels fast, especially over there, man. I mean, because that's where their huge uh, employee store is at. Mm-hmm. When I went um, with my wife and some friends like years ago to Portland, we had uh, passes to the Adidas store. Apparently, Adidas also had an employee store there. And we told one of the Uber drivers there that, oh, we're going to the Adidas store. And she was like, oh, do you guys want to go to the Nike store? We're like, I'm sorry, excuse me? Because uh, that's you have to know an employee there. In order yeah. to get you in. She goes, goes, oh, yeah, my best friend was over there. And literally gets us in. I don't know if anyone, had, like. For, I've been there. For yeah. people who don't know this. okay, It is fucking massive. It, it's like walking into Home Depot. Yeah. Okay? That's how massive it is. Yeah. Full of Nike gear, Nike shoes, stuff that's, like, not really released yet out there to the masses, right? Only for the employees. You're like, God damn, this, this is why I would work here. I went there as a kid. And I was on my basketball team, and I was fucking excited, right? But I had a limited budget, mm-hmm. and I had planned to buy a couple things. This is back, you know, before technology got in the way. It was like, you know, cash, cash bar, brother. And then I realized at checkout, they don't have tax. Yeah, man. And I was like, wait, what? I'm gonna be right back. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go have. Yeah, I'm gonna go have. I'm gonna go do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy, bro. I got a couple more things to buy. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I remember walking out of there with like four pairs of shoes. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Just, yeah. Did you? I mean, I was, I was justifying in my head, like, okay, I won't buy shoes again for the next year. Then you bought like four more pairs of Travis Scott's. No, this is years ago. Come on, man. Anyways, I think that, that's all we got for, for today before we get into some of these reviews. Wow. You just cut the episode like that? What do you want? I mean, what do you want to do? You want to go on for three hours? You cut it right off in the dick, bro. Like, you didn't uh, we got I mean, silent recession. One thing I want to, we should get into just because this is really blowing up and it's been blowing up for quite some time is this actual, this uh, article from uh, CNBC. Oh, is, wait, 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 hold on. Arun, are you even alive back there? Yeah, why? You just don't, you, you, you mad at us? Hey, no, I asked the question last. 
I know. That was the first question you asked. And it's because we prompted you and gave you alcohol. <laughs> That's not my life. Yeah. I, I feel like you shouldn't drink anymore on the shows, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's savoring every sip. Yeah, man. it's like, what's going on back there? He's, he's a connoisseur of Buffalo Trace. He's just smelling it. Yeah. <sighs> and then coughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little. You actually had some more coughs again last episode. I didn't. Uh, I haven't heard you do that in a while. You All okay? Right. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Chris's way of calling you out. No, 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 no. I, mean, no, I felt bad. I tried moving the mic and stuff too. No, I could tell because the little waveforms are. Small. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I hear. Like, eh. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, one of these days. One of these days, you guys are gonna listen to the episode. And now you're gonna leave it in, and all you're gonna hear is. <laughs> All right, so this from CNBC is the U.S. Why are you in, in such a rush, man? Well, I want to I want to get to this because I really want to get to those two reviews. They're, they're great. The, the listeners, they tend Last to drop off. Last episode went an hour and 20 minutes. You freaking out at the 59-minute mark? Because I know we're going to spend some time on the reviews because they were that good. Because Chris can't read. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take, I'll take care of that one. Yeah. Is the U.S. in a silent depression? Economists weigh in on viral TikTok theory. This from CNBC. Jessica Dickler, back at it again. I love Dickler. You, you like Dickler a lot. I love Dickler. <laughs> Jessica Dickler's the balls. <laughs> yeah, she, bro, she reports on like multiple like subcategories. I, I'm I'm on like I'm on a list, right? Like I deal with a lot of journalists now, and I gotta tell you, I respect and admire them. If there's anybody I had on my wish list, it's Dickler. <laughs> Dickler. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish I had more time with for Dick. <laughs> So one of TikTok's latest trends coined the quote-unquote silent depression aims to explain why Americans feel so bad about their own financial standing even when the country is in good shape. Nope. Correction. Not in good shape. Point of fact. (laughs) Not in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Don't let the bullshit hype fool you. And we've talked about this in previous shows. 2001, 2007, 2020. Market rallies before all those times, number one. Number two, inflation. Oh, my God. It went from 9.1 to 3.1. Oh, my God. It's, It's so amazing. Price is still going up 3.1%. I'm telling you right now, real inflation is actually higher than that. Okay, yeah, when it was 9.1%, it was more like 17%. Yeah, real inflation is not so fun. And here's what people did. They're like, ah, fuck it, I got savings. Ah, fuck it, I got savings. Now they're like, ah, fuck. I got nothing. I got no savings. I got credit card debt. Little fun fact, I actually was talking to some journalists today, ironically, that uh, a massive percentage of all demographics in from age and from FICO score, b- both of them, have borrowed on personal loans recently to pay down debt. Oh, wow. 401k borrowing is up. Mm-hmm. Home equity lines of credit are starting to creep up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not able to tell the future. Let's, let's, let's tell you cough a little bit. You Sorry. get that out? Yeah, yeah got okay. that out. Yeah. Fine. Okay, yeah. You always make such a big production. You like move the mic, you turn your head, you cough. I, I wait. I wait for you to pause it. How am I supposed to talk through that? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just saying, it looks like you're getting your testicles checked. <laughs> like, that's what you do. Like, <laughs> every time practicing yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean the the market is not in good shape there's all sorts of red flags and yet you will see people on social media talk about oh shit i don't understand of course you don't understand right so people who are making this claim what they're really trying to do is compare the 1930s to now okay and trying to compare this time to the great depression it's wildly insulting to the great depression by the way wildly insult- okay i get that it's hard times Okay. I know it feels like it's a bitch. And like it feels like it's an uphill battle. Well, listen, I'm, we're not saying that it's not going to be a depression. or It could be, but we're saying right now, as of right now, it is not. I have a theory. Okay? And I'm about to blow your fucking mind. Because mm-hmm. I found something out about this, about this when I, I did some research. 
that I was actually blown away by. I did not know this. You want to go first or why? No, you go first. Mine's about AI. Okay. My, about- mine's about reporting of taxes. Oh. I'll go first. Okay. So I truly believe the depression feeling a lot of people in this demographic, target demographic, are really feeling has more to do with the addictive traits of AI's implementation on social media. So, for example, it used to be that social media, generally speaking, was in chronological order. Saeed posts something, Arun posts something. I see Saeed's first. I see Arun's afterward. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what the posts were. Right. You posted it. You're my, you're my boy. I'm going through my feed. You're there, number one. Right. Number two, so on and so forth. Well, now that's really been, been de-incentivized, and most of them are not in chronological order anymore. That's because AI, everyone's like, oh, my God, what's AI going to do the world? It's already doing it, man. Mm-hmm. it's feeding you more of what keeps you in that infinite scroll and it's feeding you more to keep you in and engaged. And what do you want? You want something that's going to trigger the dopamine in your brain, right? You want something that's going to make you feel interested and happy, right? Or engaged, right? So it's usually this inflammatory, crazy, wild shit. It's boobies for some people. It's cars for other people. It's cats. I don't give a shit. Whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. And it's showing you that constantly, 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 constantly. Hood clips. Yeah, hood clips. Love me hood clips. I mean, <laughs> yeah, whatever whatever works for you, right? But it's hitting that dopamine hit. It's it's addictive. And there are there, there's clear information coming out of social media uh, companies where they, they understand the addictive nature and they're trying to make it addictive. Yeah. And I think that's the depression that's kicking in. Mm. I think we've now seen what AI can do to a human, but we're not calling it AI. AI. We're calling it, oh, social media is bad. Yeah. No, social media is legitimately AI and it's learning what you think. Yeah. And it's weaponizing it against you well, this is the, to make it addictive. This is the the problem that a lot of people have with trends, right? Uh Meta's trends. That's supposed to be like X. Is that what it's called? Trends? Mm. What do you use, bro? Instagram, yeah. Instagram's trends, the one that they try to be like talking to the social media guy. No, but you use it. You what? don't know what it's called? <laughs> yeah, Instagram trends. Instagram trends, right? This is what they do. They post things that they think you like, kind of like Instagram, right? Versus Twitter, formerly known as Twitter, now X. They post things in real time, mm-hmm. right? And that's and that's the big draw to Twitter, right? Because if somebody wants to release a statement, you go to you go to X and you post it right away. You know it's right there and you can go there and top the list. Versus trends, it just hits you with the algorithm. I got to be honest, I knew that, but I hadn't really thought of, thought it through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and that and that's always what kind of made Twitter the go-to platform. Where if you want to come out and just make a statement really quickly about something, boom, you go there. Or X. I hate calling it X. It's Twitter, man. You know, here's why I hate calling it X. Let me just throw out a theory. You can't say tweet. You can't say tweet, so there's no way to say what you're doing. I'm Xing. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> too, yeah, they they gotta earn those. Rights. I had to take that. Yeah, right. right? It's too but many it, syllables. It's too many. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, right? Just I'm just Xing phonetically. That Xing sounds really. It bad. It sounds like you're on ecstasy. You, porn? Is there no, going with porn? I, I pulled myself back. What are you, you going to say? No, I'm not going to say it. Why are you going to say it? What are you Xing? No, I'm not saying what, it. What? What? what can, people want to hear. I, people don't want to hear. Yeah, they do. Arun. I want to hear. I want to hear. There we go. Nope. Two, two out of three. three. Yeah. Nope. In my in my mind right now, the wife said presidential veto. <laughs> but your body's telling you yes. <laughs> my, <laughs> but my body. <laughs> All right, go. Say no, man. No, no, no. All right, I'm muting you. Uh, Which yeah. one is it? Two or three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far. It's too far. 
I know my limits. I have, I, have, I, have, I have limitations. It's probably better for me anyway. Yeah. I won't get those frantic calls. Fuck, you need to take that out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, man, we got to come into the studio. You got you to gotta remove that shit. <laughs> Listen, we need to all dress like we were wearing before, sit down in front of the cameras. And We've just only done it camera. once, and nobody <laughs> noticed. No, because my editing was fucking perfect. Yeah, you were so cool. mad. Yeah, yeah. You I'm were still so mad. You were so. I'm angry. not mad that we edited it out. I'm mad of like the whole like philosophical debate that went behind it. No. Yes. No. Yeah. You're, you're. You're. Anyways, let's go to reviews. Yeah? You're in the minority. You bitch. But hold on. Before we get into that, the, so there's two claims when people make this uh, make this claim of us being in a silent depression. The first claim is that the average income today is actually lower than it was in 1930 when you account for inflation. Okay, that's their claim number one. Is that not true? Is it? It's it's a hundred percent not true. Yeah, it's so say, it's so wildly wrong. Okay, so the way they calculate it is wrong. This is a, this is what I had to say about taxes. Mm. So they're saying that living uh, you're living a worse life than people were in the 1930s. The average income in 1930s was forty eight hundred dollars. When you equate that or you translate that, you know, due to inflation, that now today is eighty five thousand dollars. Okay, when you account for inflation. Okay. In 1930s, though, only the top 6% of income earners had to file taxes. That's it? That's it. I did not know that. So that was the average income tax for individuals who filed taxes. Okay? Really, it was closer to $1,400. Convert that to today's dollars, it's $24,000. I got to feel... So this is is why you can't trust TikTok people. If you're trying to silently depress me, it's working. (laughs) Okay. Median salary today is approximately $57,000. Claim two is that essentials like housing and cars are more expensive today. Um, if you control for inflation, than it was in the 1930s. Here's Bro, the problem with that. You don't need to buy the fucking cars. That's the other point, right? It was right? basic fucking transportation back then. It was one car. It was a it was, Ford. It was one car, right? You're not, you're not getting all the perks that come with the cars. You're not getting AC. You're not getting power steering. You're not getting, you're not getting your Bluetooth, all this stuff, right? Yeah, These yeah. leather seats. You're not getting all this stuff. And cars are more reliable. You want a cheap car, go buy a fucking Mini. Yes. Go buy a smart car. Is smart car still in business? Probably not. I don't know. Yeah, well, there's plenty of cheap options. I haven't seen one. You don't day. have to buy a Rivian. Right. And housing, too. The other thing that they're not they're not factoring in for housing, right, is, you know, the price per square foot. Houses are a lot bigger these days, and they come with a lot more amenities. No, 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 no. Your houses are a lot bigger, and your houses come with a lot more amenities. Christopher, smart cars are no longer sold in the U.S., but we're keeping owners cool. That's cool. That's cool. Just totally get off the page while we're reading. Sorry, he answered the question. <laughs> I feel like he was reading it still. No, I mean, it, was, it was still my cool. bad. My bad. I, I thought like, you were going to just stop. I feel like Jamie wouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you deserve it after you cock blocked the whole fucking. Oh, I got an idea I want to talk about. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I did not say that. All right, let's get into these reviews. Fucking cock blocking the show all day long. <laughs> That's what we do out here. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, you got them up on the screen. Look at you. Wow. All right. We got two wow. five star reviews. Oh, the first one's not complete, and the second one's not complete either. You need to go to your phone. Oh, I got to go to my yeah, phone yeah. because they were, they were good. They were, yeah, they're the longer. A little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. First one, this from Rosie2509. From 0 to 60% financial literate. I don't know what how it fit. Real quick. Uh, love, love this podcast. As someone who grew up in a third world country with zero understanding of the financial market in the U.S., I've become a fan of this podcast. Investing has always been an icky subject for me as I didn't have enough knowledge and quite frankly thought only the one percenters were able to partake. 
These two guys have made a huge impact on my financial literacy and my newly found passion for compound interest. Well, lots of things to say to Rosie. Number one, um, yes, these two guys, not three. We did, we did that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just an asshole out here. Yeah, no, it's, 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 she's discounting Arun because she's from a third world country and she knows that Arun's contribution. We're keeping them outside the country. Yeah, outside that's the country. What, that's what we're doing. Uh, but in all in all honesty, uh, I, I would love to know what third world country you're from and kind of more about your background. That was a very, very, very kind review. Um, but I, uh, I think you should take somebody's phone and, and uh, tell us on a, a subsequent review. Yes. Uh, where are you from, Rosie? <laughs> yeah, with, well, while leaving a five-star. And uh, she caps a review with, also shout-out to Arun for asking Chris and Saeed all the good questions I wish I could ask. Keep them coming, boys. Oh, there you go. Okay, Arun, she didn't totally ignore you. See? I yeah. did ask questions. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, thank you. Rosie, that was uh, that was very kind of you. And honestly, uh, it's those kind of reviews that, that really make me want to come in uh, on a Thursday night at fucking almost it's eleven o'clock. Eleven <laughs> o'clock. We appreciate you, Rosie. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Next from Ziggity Zach three oh seven. I felt bad for this one. Why? I mean, because they went. You'll you'll understand why in a second. Best financial literacy podcast. Five stars. Clearly honest. Close the effing door. Come on, Ziggity Zach. Just go all the way. Mm. Close the fucking door. I don't think Apple will let them like that. Really? Yeah. They'll flag it? No way. Listen, I don't know how you like to identify, but they may mark it. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? I feel like you just called me a name. Me? What did I say? You said flag. No, they flagged the review. Man, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Close the heaven door. Thank you. Was wanting to wait till merch was dangled out there for reviews. But the JP and Pelosi commentary had me laughing so hard, I decided to review now. Well, I see when I read that review, I'm like, what com- was he talking about doing like the whole Nancy Pelosi voice? From I thought it episode? was I thought it was I thought it was JP and Yellen. We haven't attacked Pelosi in a minute. I think I think it was like the whole you shut up a bitch. That, yeah, that, that was Yellen. That was Janet Yellen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell it was Janet but, Yellen. But we, we, we Pelosi, Pelosi sounds more like this. I got your money, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's talking to her husband. Did you make that trade? I'm worth $28 million. You do the math. Yeah, husband. Yeah. Yeah, hubby, did you make the trade I told you to make? I don't trade inside of trading. Inside, I do it outside. Yeah, did you do the put? Yeah. I call that shit. Yeah. And then I put that shit. <laughs> put that shit. You can call me Nasty Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> That episode alone was worth 10 stars. Well, you know, there's one way they could do this. Yeah, you just leave two reviews that are five stars each. Yeah, Ziggity Zach. Next one should be Zach Ziggity, right? That's All right. A little bit too much? Okay. Found you through Mind Pump and listened to every show. I've learned a ton and have gotten some great laughs. You guys are the best. Oh, keep, keep it, it going. going. Man, thank you. You know what? And fucking A, man. Mind Pump has been so goddamn good to us. Amazing. They deserve, you know. They deserve a lot from us. We need to show more appreciation. Maybe we should send Arun up there. Arun, just to, to, what? to do a lap dance? Yeah. Just <laughs> Hit up their snack, snack closet. What you guys comes... got in here? Protein bars. <laughs> you, the fuck? you guys remember that one time that Adam said we could have a bunch of shit when we left and they never offered us anything? <laughs> no, he did. But none of us wanted to walk over there and be like. No, he didn't tell us. No, he did. He said, hey, we got a box full of shit. You guys want to go help yourselves is what he said. Right, he didn't. He didn't expect. Yeah, but he, he didn't like walk us to a room. It's like sending us to the we back. Were, we there were was... also walking to the restaurant at the same time. He didn't, bro. At the, he's like, you guys are the homies. I don't have to walk you over there if you want some shit. Go get it, bro. I just didn't want to like walk in. It's because they have that room with the 
the bro. They had all the shit. If, if they had, let me tell you right now, if they had a Juve light right there and they had some uh, magic spoon, I'd be getting all the magic spoon. Bro, they have a room. In the, you ever see the room in the back behind I, all the stuff? No, the sauna. And they the, have the sauna, the cold plunge, and the Juve in the same room. Yeah, it's. It, I call it the orgasm room. <laughs> yeah. Because you the climax. Yeah, you. I mean, you that's go the, in there. That's the climax room. You ain't coming out fresh. You did something wrong. You did something exactly. Do you think they hop in back and forth? They do both. Oh, you guys are so lucky we don't have that room. I would come out butt ass naked. Be like, guys, you gonna jump in? <laughs> guys, this is amazing. Let's go. Let's, this team cold plunge. <laughs> Bonding. We got a bond. I want to really swashbuckle, dude. What would we get in our room, dude? I saw a bunch there... of rainbows, monsters, what? Red Bulls. Uh... Yeah, it'd be all the unhealthy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I bring quest bars just to sabotage Chris. Have a cocaine jar on the table. <laughs> <laughs> it's baby powder. It's good. It's good. Dude, I saw an old promo of the Mind Pump guys where they were all sitting in some like hot tub and they were promoting like one of their like new programs at the time. Uh. And somebody somebody came in and they were they were talking about how like how should we promote this thing? I don't know, man. What do you how do you think we should promote it? But really that was the promotion. I was like, damn, I could see us doing something like this. But what would we be promoting? I feel like they're not those guys anymore though. Yeah, man. They they've uh, No, they they've they've grown up. They got yeah, not non corporate. Yeah, they're a little more corporate. They have to be. They have sponsors. Bro, they got a full team now. You know, it's, it's a thing. It's a thing. Speaking of which, now that we're late in the show and we know that only the homies stick through. Only as they call it, the real ones. The real ones. Can we um <laughs> What are we doing? I, I just I yeah. want I, I don't know how you're gonna I don't respond like, to this. I don't like when you get like yeah, this. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Arun, is your mic on? Is it hot? Yeah. Is it real hot? Yeah. How bad was that last editor? <laughs> oh god poor guy poor all right guys <laughs> that was so bad it's gonna take some time to find an, an editor jesus christ oh shit <laughs> well that's the first one i'm like it's a joke he, he, he I just did this shit on his own like like iMovie or <laughs> it was on iMovie right yeah, it was on iMovie the, the, yeah like the, the word kid. the fucking text off the hey, screen and shit the, the kid <laughs> Your head was cut off. I know my head was cut off. The text off the screen. Man, how did he? Why did he feel confident to submit that? Bro, he oh, submitted he, that shit. Was like, this is fire. Bro, he was hitting Odun up. Like, yeah. hey, did he like it? Did Yo, you gonna hire me, right? Or he messaged me twice, and he's like, hey, just let you know, I'm on PTO in two weeks too, so I need an answer in the next week. And I was like, oh, okay. <sighs> Wait, he said that to you? Yeah. Well, he didn't say PTO. Took, oh, he's he like, listens to the show. Wow. He, just, he, he listens to the show. Yeah. He's like, oh, the guy hiring me does it. Then I could do it. There's no way that dude listens to the show. No. no, he didn't listen to the show. No, but dude, he sounded like such a a good kid. Like, I'm I, sure he. I was. wanted it. I wanted it for him. So yeah. did, you, did you? So let me get this straight. Did you get the parents' permission before you interviewed the fourth grader? Honestly, yeah. There's two people that Saeed and I had interviewed. This Fuck, guy man. was the kid. Yeah. And we're like, oh, we can groom him into what we want. And then there's the other guy that we spoke with, and he was like. I swear to God. Oh, he was so bad. He edited that on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. Captions weren't even centered. No, it was so bad. Like he he honestly, honestly, he didn't care. No, here's like we're laughing about it now, but if I'm being 100 percent honest, when he submitted it, I was like, fuck you, dude. You didn't care enough to like take some serious pride in this shit. Maybe he did. Maybe he spent some time trying to figure out how to use it. Chris, the captions were off the screen. No, I know that. And it sucks for him because he probably didn't know how to fix that shit. Your video video editing software, my forehead was not on the screen. My forehead is not that big, by the way. For the okay, fuck it. Is that big? Hey, can we (laughs) hey hey for the for the real listeners, we should find a way to release these. (laughs) 
We gotta release them, right? Yeah, we got we gotta we, post them. We gotta post them somehow. We gotta post like them. Like on the stories and they disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, hey everybody. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Leave <laughs> <laughs> oh, us a comment in the YouTube video. Our creative director yeah, would fucking exactly. just destroy us if we did that shit. Oh yeah. She yeah. ain't playing. She ain't she ain't fucking with that. Yeah. Um so uh, So we're still on the hunt. Yes. <laughs> If there's a Jamie out there, <laughs> yeah, Jamie's your job, dude. Yeah, oh, no, that's shit. that's you. No, there's uh, look, if you know any content creators, they know how to do this shit, and they they want they want to grow. They want to located in Orange County, located in Orange County, and they want to grow with us, and they understand our messaging. They yeah. understand the vibes. I'm not gonna name the name because I've actually been on this person's like podcast and done stuff with them, but somebody. Got went slightly viral ish today, complaining about how he paid for services from a content creator that's pretty popular, and he was paying the content creator twenty five thousand dollars a month, a month, a month to create real reels and content and manage his social media, and I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! And so he went viral. Because he called the content creators, like, network of people, his company, recorded him on video calling the company, had him on speakerphone. was like, look, I wasted a month of my time sending you raw content, going through your onboarding process, everything else. You know, I gave you 25K to look like this person's content because that's what I expected. And you guys are supposed to run completely independent of me. That's why I'm paying an egregious amount of money. Keep in mind, a really good content creator that's going to do all this stuff for you, maybe six to eight k max. Oh, really? Is that the going rate? Max. They but handle. Gen- they handles all social media too. That's like top tier shit. Six to eight k, as in like they're going to make everything. They're going to come to you, film everything, do everything, load everything, put it up. You do nothing, right? Manage your responses, manage your inflow of business, the whole thing. Got it. That's like top tier level shit too. Got it. So he's getting charged three, four times as much as that. And uh, they're like, yeah, we're not refunding you. And he's like, I'm a businessman. I wasted a month of my time. I'm telling you, I didn't post a single thing you gave me. I took it all down. It didn't look like that person's content. You can aesthetically see that. And they're like, yeah, that person's not going to agree to a refund. Sorry. No names? I won't name names. No names. I might name names. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. I'm gonna give this person an opportunity to because I I pinged him. I'm like, yo, bro, like this shit's going out there. Like you need to do something about this. So I'll see what he does. Wow. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's I mean 25k, that's a whole lot of money. You're not allowed to say that. Why? Because it just it was a play on trillions. I know, but <laughs> I thought we were keeping this all wrapped. No cap? Yeah, don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, another TLC. So which which one of these? What was your go-to TLC? Red light. Really? Yeah. Waterfalls for me. You sound like a waterfall guy. I grew up there. That was that that was like the uh Don't go chasing waterfalls. What was that MTV show? It wasn't no scrubs? With uh yeah. oh, fuck no scrubs. Come on. I was a scrub. Share, share that uh high school story. We ain't doing that. Come on. <laughs> I'm not I'm not that good. Come on. <laughs> so we'll be me and me and some friends in high school. Some friends and I. Fuck yeah, grammar, right? right fuck, fuck, yeah, we're here. It's late night. Um, this no scrub song came out, and like, I don't know, we we, we were we were the, the scrubs that they were attacking, and we didn't like it very much. And then there were there was there was a parody that song that came out, right? 
that's attacked them. It was called No Pigeons. Okay. And me, Did you hear that song, Chris? No. No, no Pigeons? Oh, it's an amazing song. I was in my Babyface era back then. Babyface. Yeah. So No Pigeons came out, and me and a group of four other gentlemen. These guys are gentlemen now. We call ourselves the No Pigeon Crew. We had t-shirts. We had hats. It was the whole. You had, you had no pigeon hats. Yeah, we had. We walked around with shirts that said "No pigeons." Like, our <laughs> shirt in high school. <laughs> it was like, looking back on it now. It's it so wildly embarrassing. But yeah, I didn't like the way that they were attacking us. They were they were trying to come after us. I don't understand why we you, were the scrubs. <laughs> why you are the scrubs in this scenario? I don't know. We felt like they were attacking us. How arrogant are you guys? Back this? in the day, our egos were this big, man. So you thought that when they were talking about scrubs, they they were automatically talking about you? Yeah, they were trying to attack guys like me. I don't, I don't. What does that mean? I don't know what it meant back then. It just felt something that we could latch onto. It's like Chris latching onto him being a shooter back in the day. Yeah, who told you that you could shoot, man? Oh, honestly, he didn't like that. Oh, honestly, you, you need head? to slap that guy because that that gave you false hope. That person gave you false hope. All right. You wasted a lot of time playing basketball. You want the story? We'll give you a story. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we when go. I was in high school, I was not a shooter. And I spent a tremendous amount of time practicing, just putting up shots. Mm -hmm. But my coach was an unusual dude. Um, the first summer out of high school, I didn't have a coach telling me I couldn't do things. And I was playing in a lot of league leagues, a lot of... Um, AUU or whatever mm -hmm. it is, traveling team stuff, and I was allowed to shoot. I was putting up like 30 regularly in these games, just shooting threes and shit for the first time. On club teams. On club teams. It was great. Yeah. I'll never forget there was a pivotal moment where, like, I beat a pretty stacked team of guys who are now largely professionals. I love how he said I beat, not we. No, oh, fuck we. It was I. me, bro. <laughs> that was me. I'm not going to interrupt this story. I'm going to let you have this. I like 45 oh, you're burning again. Yeah, man. I'm finding all the plot holes in this. <laughs> go, go ahead. What plot holes? Oh, I'll let you finish the story. I won't tell you a story. <laughs> fuck you. Go on. There's a story. Chris, you know, please, come finish. on, man. Chris, no, fuck don't, you. Don't be that guy, bro. I'm, I'm that guy. You did that shit earlier tonight. What the fuck you mean? I'm that guy. You did that shit first. I, I, I don't want to tell you the story because I don't want to have to come and edit the show later on. <laughs> Mid-story and shit. What the fuck was that about? It was not mid-story. I held myself back. What is that? You can't fucking start the story I didn't start and hold story. yourself back. I did not start a story. You did I start was halfway made. through. See? No, I was, gonna, I, See? Was, I was doing color commentary. We, we both fucking voted on you finishing the fucking story. I was doing color commentary, and I, was, I, I held myself back from a comment. That's all that I did. 2024, two over three wins. 2024? What did you say? Going into 2024. The two votes over the third wins oh next year yes i speak a rune fluently uh, thank you sir you got that shit yeah i'm buzzing all right we'll do that yeah. <laughs> who's <laughs> driving you please tell me you're driving i'm driving all right that's, that's why i was babysitting you babysitting fuck you jesus christ he, he and i were actually drinking like soldiers oh yeah good i mean you got a five minute drive and i opened rain. a beer it's, back here too and it's raining you open a beer i'm trying to be yeah, responsible there's one beer left in the fridge <laughs> it's that dirty ipa isn't it I mean, <laughs> yeah it was it was not even good <laughs> I will tell you, there's one that was back there last time I opened one. That it was those two left. It was that one, the one you just had, and another one. It was actually surprisingly good. I was like, "Why the fuck did we leave us here?" You like that fruity shit? It was that watermelon? Yeah, one. You it was dirty, a watermelon. You one, fucking yeah. dirty, fruity. Yeah, I Dude, I my new my new thing when I get a beer is I get like um, I get an IPA of some type, which I generally don't like because they're too hoppy. 
I don't I, I don't get it. So tell it, what is it, this? What's hoppy mean? A hoppy beer? What is it? That? It ta- you can taste like the hops. It's almost like a grainy, grassy kind of vibe. Oh, is that when they say it tastes but, weedy? But they're hardier. No, no, no. Weedy is a little bit different. Okay. Okay. I've never been a beer drinker. I don't know. Okay. I can anyway. I can I can say I've never enjoyed a beer ever, not once. So I'll take that with a more bitter, acidic beer, typically a cider, and mix the two together, and that is the perfect beer. Oh, you mix it with a cider. I'll mix a cider with uh with like a IPA. That's a really hoppy You're IPA. Barista. And now I'm I am basically I want to come up with a new concept, right? And look, if you guys got this far into the show, I'm dropping a free game on you. Okay? You, dro- you dropped the burrito game. I dropped the burrito game. That one was, I mean, somebody got to do something with that. Culture, multicultural burritos, bro. Have to. Yeah. Okay. Here's 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 a bar suggestion for anybody out there who wants to do something different, right? You open up a bar. You call it mixed taps. Got it. Okay. And then no beer that's ordered is just a straight beer. It's all mixed. With something else. With some multiple types of beer mixed. And I'm telling you, you got a thing. You got vibes. I feel like we just lost Odu now. That's our JB. He's going to run this thing now. That's his, that's his dream right there. Not <laughs> even, dude. That sounds disgusting. But I'm No, no. It's not, look, it. let me tell you. I will take you. Well, you, me and you will waddle into a, a, a nice little beer place that I know, right and I, I will, right I will, t- right not now? right now, not uh, right now. No. I got my mom's at home. I got she's, she's asleep, bro. It's uh, what time is it for her right now? One fifteen. I don't know, man. I can't count. Y'all work in the AM. Y'all know I can't count. This whole thing's. Wait, you guys show. work tomorrow? No, I'm off. I'm on PTO. I'm working tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. Bro, y'all been on PTO for the last three months, <laughs> man. This is terrible. <laughs> All right. Does it bother you? You're you're working tomorrow. Be careful. I'm I'm a I'm a check in. Yeah, I'm working tomorrow. I'm gonna send people into that office. Bro, I ordered my wife like two Christmas presents. Not a single one of them showed up yet. You nervous? I'm fucking. You pay for expedited shipping. I got booty hole sweat and everything. Man. <laughs> it's it's. I paid for all the expedited. Bottle was tight. Yeah, and then I sent I sent a message to the guy. I'm like, hey man, wrap two or no? Like, huh? Wrap two? They did they wrap it for you? No. Oh. I'm like, hey man, like you know, thing. You send me a FedEx number. It, it just shows. No, he's like, oh, FedEx is busy. It, it was shipped. I'm like, it says that it wasn't. He's like, no, they're just busy. Trust me, it's shipped. I'm like, I feel like trusting you right now is not the right thing to do. Oh man, that's scary. Yeah, I know it's just not gonna show up. I'm be like, baby, I got you something. She's gonna be like, uh huh. Uh huh. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do if it doesn't show I'm up? I'm probably gonna have to buy like a reserve gift tomorrow. A reserve gift? Like just in case. That's when you gotta go expensive bag. I know, but the problem is the bag she wants. Birkin? No. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Eventually. It's getting there. Come she on. She never said it. <laughs> I mean, just, I think she's at the point now where she doesn't really know what a Birkin is still. I, bro, I just found out about this Birkin shit. That's like, okay, no, I've always known what a Birkin is, right? But I didn't know like you can't just go buy one. No, wait list. Not even wait list. You got to get on an approved list. Yeah. Like, you got to qualify. You got to see, like, are you part of the crew or are you not part of the crew? They got to know. Is it like know. a store at South Coast or like no, online? No, no, no. no, no. Well, this Hermes, is, this is yeah. yeah, this is over in Europe, right? Oh. It's Hermes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but you got to, then you then you custom make the one that you want, like material, like everything. Yeah. I, I think I saw an article from, from this guy who said he's going to leave part of his fortune to his uh, landscaper. Yeah. He's going to inherit him. He's, no, he's going to adopt him first and then leave it to him. Gangster, like six bill. I mean, it's what Pete Diddy did, right? Like, that's like no. that, that. That's that's what people like live and dream for. Like, okay, that's that's going to be my long-term game. You take in game. enough P over your lifetime, you get you get another type of P. Paid out. Pete Diddy, man, this guy. Yeah. Very disappointing. 
Very extremely disappointing. Hey, man. Be careful. <laughs> tap dance right now. <laughs> tap, tap dance. Come on. Uh, no scrubs, bro. No scrubs. <laughs> Got it. Wow. Hour and a half. This, yeah, people, they deserve this. This was supposed to be the last episode of the year, but we got something special for everybody. This Assuming I ever get it done. I mean, it's at the point now where I'm just like, fuck this. All right. So I know we're a day late, but Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. And Eids that have passed that you were never taught about. Have a safe New Year's. And happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yes. And have a safe New Year's. Good job, Odin. Anything else? Odun, you got anything? Nope. He's not even sober. He doesn't fucking know what we're saying he's now. Like, Give me out of here. He's, he's like, been, no. He's been, on, he's been on camera one for the last half hour. Yeah, I haven't seen that bitch move all day long. <laughs> this is what he does. At the end, when we, yeah. start, when we start riffing, he's like, fuck it. Yeah, he's like. Camera one. For sure, he's like touching his ass right now. Which <laughs> hand? Left or right? Raise a hand real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah, it's in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Okay, bye.